Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. Today's poem is by Dana Joya, and it's called Metamorphosis. I'll read it once, offer a few comments, then read it one more time. This is Metamorphosis. There were a few, the old ones promised us, who could escape, a few who once, when trapped at the extremes of violence, reached out beyond the rapist's hand or sudden blade. Their fingers branched and blossomed, for they leapt unthinking from the heavy earth to fly with voices ever softer that became the admonitions of the nightingale. They proved, like cornered Daphne twisting free, there were a few whom even the great gods could not destroy. And you, my gentle ghost, did you break free before the cold hand clutched? Did you escape into the lucid air, or burrow secretly among the dark, expectant roots, to rise again with them as the unknown companion of our spring? I'll never know, my changeling, where you've gone. And so I'll praise you, flower, bird, and tree, my nightingale awake among the thorns, my laurel tree that marks a god's defeat, my blossom bending on the water's edge, forever lost within your inward gaze. Dana Joya is an American poet born in 1950. He's still uh, very much alive and uh, working. Joya began his professional career in the uh, food industry. He was an executive at General Foods and inventing things like the Jello Jiggler when, <laughs> when his secret life as a successful poet finally became uh, so successful and pronounced that magazines were writing articles about him and he couldn't hide his poetic uh, career from his uh, professional colleagues at <laughs> General Foods. Eventually, he let the former go and, uh, and fully embraced the latter, and it's a good thing. Uh, Joya is... Uh, one of the one of the most important and uh, gifted formalist poets working today. Uh, in fact, he is the author of essay entitled "Can Poetry Matter?" He first published in 1991, uh, and this is really seen now. The publication of this essay as a kind of watershed moment in 20th century uh, poetics. Uh, if you have the time, you should seek it out and uh, and read it when you finish here. This poem, Metamorphosis, is on the surface a reference to the Latin poet Ovid and his great work of the same title. Uh, in Ovid's Metamorphosis, uh, there are a number of characters who experience significant you guessed it, metamorphoses or changes, transformations. Um, one, now sometimes willingly, sometimes unwillingly, sometimes uh, to a good end, and sometimes not so much. One significant metamorphosis uh, is that of the husband and wife, Baucus 
and Philemon or Philemon, uh, who offer hospitality to a mysterious stranger who comes to their town. Uh, they are the only people in the town who do so. And the stranger turns out to be Zeus. So he grants them um, a number of boons. And their last request to him is that when one of them should die at the end of uh, a long life, that the other would die with them at the same time and that they would both then be transformed uh, into intertwining trees that would continue to stand and live together. If this poem is a nod to that metamorphosis, it might be read as uh, the story of some kind of lost love, uh, the half-completion or incomplete version of that story. Uh, the, the structure of the poem has a break in the middle between the second and third stanzas. The end of the second stanza ends in a broken half-line of iambic pentameter. The beginning of the third stanza has a broken half-line of iambic pentameter, and you can see on the page that they might fit together like a puzzle piece. Uh, more likely, the majority of this poem is in reference to the story uh, of Daphne, who is named in the poem itself, who uh, is a nymph beloved of Apollo, but she does not return his uh, amorous affections. Uh, so pursued by Apollo and convinced that she will not escape him, uh, she comes to the edge of a pool or a lake where she can go no further. And in desperation, she acts that she prays to Zeus that she might be transformed into a tree uh, to permanently escape Apollo's pursuit. Her prayer is granted uh, and she is metamorphosed. The beauty of a good poem is that it becomes a kind of uh, vessel where the poet can use concrete language to paint a clear picture and yet be ambiguous enough to leave space for the reader to um, pour in something of their own, add something of their own. And uh, this poem uh, definitely works on that level. But should you attempt to look into the author's life uh, for some explanation of the poem, uh, you might find one in the case of Dana Joya, uh, who lost one of his children in infancy. Uh, he has other poems that are very much explicitly about um, the death of his his young uh, child. Uh, it would be easy to read this poem in the same light. Uh, the second half of the poem becomes an apostrophe or direct address to uh, a lost loved one. It could be uh, it could be romantic in nature, but that seems the least likely of possible readings. Um, and he imagines a god, perhaps death itself, uh, in the place of Apollo, pursuing this loved one and asks if before that cold hand clutched, uh, did they break free? Uh, the one who 
is lost to you in death. Perhaps, perhaps uh, they have slipped away. Though they have evaded us, perhaps they have also evaded the grasp of death as well and, and exist somewhere else in the meantime. Uh, because of the, the middle break in the poem, uh, the two halves of the poem are also kind of symmetrical opposites. Uh, the second half of the poem is like the first half, only inverted in its shape, uh, like something that is transformed, metamorphosed into uh, a thing that is both like and unlike itself. Which might be uh, the prayer that we would have for any loved one that we have lost. Not that they disappear, but that they have been changed. Here's Metamorphosis one more time. There were a few, the old ones promised us, who would escape. A few who once, when trapped at the extremes of violence, reached out beyond the rapist's hand or sudden blade. Their fingers branched and blossomed, or they leapt unthinking from the heavy earth to fly with voices ever softer that became the admonitions of the nightingale. They proved, like corner Daphne twisting free, there were a few whom even the great gods could not destroy. And you, my gentle ghost, did you break free before the cold hand clutched? Did you escape into the lucid air or burrow secretly among the dark expectant roots to rise again with them as the unknown companion of our spring? I'll never know, my changeling, where you've gone. And so I'll praise you, flower, bird, and tree, my nightingale, awake among the thorns, my laurel tree that marks a god's defeat, my blossom bending on the water's edge, forever lost within your inward gaze. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support the show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. Until next time, happy reading.